At least Amanda is much too young to be thinking of marriage, Aunt Matilda would say. Amanda had thought of love and marriage for quite some months now, but that road for any gently bred girl led only through the neighbourhood balls and assemblies. They rounded a bend in the road, and Richard pushed open the rusty iron gates, which led into the short drive of Fox End. Fox End was a small country house built in the days of Queen Anne. It was badly in need of repairs, although its bow-fronted windows, cheerful red brick walls, and tiled roof, with its jumble of massive chimney stacks, presented a comfortable, welcoming appearance. The central doorway opened into the hall, from which rose the main staircase, and, behind the staircase, another door led from the far end into the garden. There was a drawing room, a dining room, a morning room, and a study on the ground floor, and, in addition, there were kitchens front and back, pantries, and china cupboards, and a place for coal. Upstairs there were five bedrooms, and two small dressing rooms. The servants' rooms were in the attic, but it had been quite a while since servants had lived at Fox End. A woman came weekly from the nearby town of Hember Cross to do rough cleaning, and a man from the village came every few days to tend the three acres of garden and to do any other outside work and repairs. But either Aunt Matilda or Amanda did the cooking, and Amanda did all the sewing and washing. There was a carriage house at the back, and stables, where in palmier days had stood a carriage and a gig and four horses. But now there were only Richard's raw-boned hunter and Amanda's donkey, Bluebell. The Colby twins' parents had both died when they were still babies. Mr. and Mrs. Colby had both become infected with cholera during a visit to London, a severe bout from which neither had recovered. They had been a spendthrift couple who had considered themselves immortal, and so they had left no money. After their deaths, Amanda and Richard were brought up by the late Mrs. Colby's spinster sister, Matilda Pettifer. Uncle Arthur was, in fact, no relative. He was simply Arthur Cogswell, who had been a close friend of the late Mr. Colby. Since the Colby twins seemed to have no relatives who were prepared to aid them, other than Miss Pettifor, who had no money at all, Mr. Cogswell had offered them a small monthly allowance, had agreed to pay for Richard's schooling, and had given them the use of Fox End. Mr. Brotherington, his nephew, was his heir. The cold stillness of the autumn evening hung in the shadowy corners of the house. Perhaps Aunt Matilda is not home yet, said Amanda, leading the way to the kitchen with her pail of berries. The house is very cold. At least we do not need to economise on wood. She swung off her cloak and threw it over the back of a chair, while Richard lit the kitchen fire. Amanda filled a heavy kettle and swung it on the idle back, so that the bottom hung over the crackling flames. Now, Richard, she said, we will light a fire in the morning room and have tea when Aunt Matilda gets back. I'm hungry, said Richard. All that fresh air and exercise. Well, come into the morning room with me and help me with the fire, and then I shall fetch a cold collation for us both. I confess to feeling sharp-set myself. She lit a candle and led the way back through the hall, 
her diminutive shadow flying before Richard's larger one. First, said Amanda, opening the door of the morning room and observing the gathering darkness, we need to have more light in here. She lit a branch of candles on the mantel shelf with the one she was holding, and, hearing an exclamation of dismay from her brother, swung around. Aunt Matilda was scrunched up into a pathetic ball in one of the two winged armchairs, which flanked the fireplace. A damp handkerchief was held to her mouth, and tears coursed silently down her cheeks. Amanda knelt quickly down beside her, while Richard cleared his throat in an embarrassed way, and occupied himself with lighting the fire. The will, said Amanda. It was the will, was it not? He has left us nothing. Aunt Matilda gave a weary little sigh, like that of a very...